Switch and Board is a brand new podcast studio in downtown D.C. With the ability to record and live stream up to five speakers at a time, Switch and Board can get your podcast off the ground or take it to the next level. Go to switchandboard.com for details or follow them on Instagram at switchandboard. for me, and that is LLCs. Um, Many small business owners have questions about how to start an LLC, what it means to be taxed as an LLC, and how different decisions about business entity type based from an LLC impact how they prepare and file tax returns in the future. So let's get started with our vocabulary words. Um, The first one is (laughs) obvious, LLC. An LLC stands for a limited liability company. Um, And really, an LLC is a legal entity organized under state law, and it provides liability protection to its owners. Um, This means that owners risk only their investment in the business, and their personal assets are not at risk if um, the business were to come under fire or be sued later on. The second one is kind of a vocabulary word, but really just a distinction to be made. Um, There are single-member LLCs and multi-member LLCs. A single-member LLC is what it sounds like. It's one person, and that's going to be taxed as a sole proprietor. And the default for a multi-member LLC, unless otherwise indicated, is to be taxed as a partnership. Um, The reason that we make this distinction leads to the next vocabulary word, which is disregarded entity. Um, An LLC is not recognized as a business entity for federal tax purposes. Um, This means that it's not separate from its owner. It doesn't file its own tax return, and we'll get into that in a bit. Um, So, yeah, let's get started. We're first going to dig into how you start an LLC. Um, I am not a lawyer, but these are just kind of some basic things that you need to make sure that you take advantage of and take care of when you start your LLC to make sure that you're on the right side of the law when preparing this business entity. The first step is that you're going to go to the appropriate state agency and register your business. Um, States vary in terms of what they require for this, but your kind of baseline order of business is to make sure that you're registered within that state, commonwealth, district, whatever, that you are allowed to perform business in that state based on the rules that they have put together. The next thing you want to do is create articles of organization. Um, This document is similar to what we hear referred to as articles of incorporation for a corporation, Um, and it outlines the initial statements required to form your LLC. Um, Most states require this. You will also sometimes see this referred to as a certificate of organization or a certificate of formation, but just know it generally means the same thing. It is setting forth the terms by which you will follow to create your LLC. The third thing you want to make sure that you do is prepare an operating agreement. This is going to outline the business's financial and functional decisions, um, including all of your rules, regulations, policies, and procedures. The fourth one is something that probably you've already done before you got to the first step, and that is to determine who the member or members will be. So if you are 
a single member entity. You don't have anything else to do. It's just going to be you when we talk about ownership of the LLC and how everything gets handled. But if there are going to be multiple members, you want to make sure that their information is included in the legal documentation for your LLC and is reflecting each and every person that's a member of your LLC um, before you fully go into business. The last thing is not always required, but I highly recommend it, and that is to get an employer identification number. Um, it's also known as your EIN or your federal employer identification number. Um, it's a nine-digit number that's assigned by the IRS to business entities for identification. You can kind of think of it as your business's social security number. Um, the reason that I well, that I recommend it is one, it's free. It's easy to get. You go straight to the IRS website, sign up for it from there. They will send you a letter, bang, you're done. Um, and it can help you to do a lot of other things like setting up bank accounts, applying for grants, even setting up your W-9 to work as a contractor. Having that already in place is just one less thing you have to worry about later if you take care of it when you're forming the other documents for the business. So now let's talk about the taxability of LLCs. LLCs are pass-through entities. That means that the LLC itself is not taxed and does not file its own tax return. Um, when we talk about pass-through, think of it in the sense that profit and loss are passed through to the member or members to report on their individual tax returns. This means that there is no payroll allowed for owners. If you think of it, that makes sense. All of the income is ending up flowing through to the people who own it, and so you can't pay yourself out of money that already belongs to you. As I said before, a single-member LLC is taxed as a sole proprietorship, um, and a multi-member is default taxed as a partnership. There are other elections that you can make, um, and we'll talk about those later, but you can select to be taxed as a corporation or an S-corp, which allow for some other benefits that the LLC by itself doesn't give you. However, electing those um, business entity types can be more administratively burdensome than being an LLC. Generally, an LLC is a pretty straightforward um, document that you file with the state. But you don't have to do things like keep minutes and um, pay yourself as an employee and all of the things that are required if you move up to a different level of election for tax status for your LLC. One of the cons of an LLC um, is that some states charge a franchise fee. Depending on the state, that can be um, relatively expensive, anywhere from a small amount to a couple hundred dollars every year, every other year. So when clients have asked, if they're a sole proprietor, whether they should go to be an LLC. It depends on a variety of factors, but one thing you want to keep in mind is that if you're a sole proprietorship, you generally aren't uh, subject to any of the fees that you are as an unincorporated LLC is within the state. As we said before, the LLC doesn't have its own tax return, but it does have its own tax form. It's called the Schedule C, um, and I'll link to that in the show notes so that you can get a view of it, um, look it over, and kind of get familiar with it. This is kind of your end-all, be-all tax form when it comes to self-employment. Um, it's going to include all of your income, all of your expenses, and the profit that is generated from this return is going to determine how much you pay in self-employment taxes. So when you have an LLC, you're subject to self-employment tax, um, and that is the Social Security and Medicare amounts that you would generally have taken out of your check as a W-2 employee. 
Um, when you work for yourself, you pay both the employer and the employee sides. When you work for someone else, obviously you just pay the employee sides. To make up for that, the IRS tries to help out by allowing you to take half of your self-employment tax as a deductible expense. One of the other benefits of having an LLC is that you may qualify for a relatively new um, option on your tax return, which is the Qualified Business Income Deduction, or QBI, and this allows you to deduct up to 20% of your profit or wages um, as an additional deduction on your tax return. So all of these are kind of some benefits of having an LLC. We won't talk a whole lot about electing to be treated as a corporation since generally really small businesses are not making that choice, but I do get a lot of questions about moving from an LLC to an S-Corp. Um, an S-Corp is not a business type. It's not a business entity type. It is an election that you make for your LLC to be treated as an S-Corp. Um, Again, it does require more administrative costs than an LLC. Um, and one of the things that many people miss as a requirement is that an S-Corp requires payroll for the owner slash active member. That means that if you elect to have your LLC treated as an S-Corp, you need to put yourself on payroll and have payroll taxes withheld from your account. When we talk about some pros and cons, one of the cons of having an S-Corp is that you can no longer kind of make owner's draws at your leisure the way that you can with an LLC. With the S-Corp, you have to get your money out as either um, dividends or as wages. You can't just take the money out because remember, because it's an S-Corp, it's a separate entity from you. It has its own tax return. Um, it still goes through pass-through taxation, so it's still passing through your individual tax return, but it still has its own return to be filed federally and statewide. Your net profit from an S-Corp may still qualify for the qualified business income deduction, um, but because you're a W-2 employee, you can't deduct your business expenses. Um, and so to make that clear, let's say that you um, incur some expenses that you pay out of pocket for the business. Remember that you're a W-2 employee now, and so you don't have a Schedule C. You are getting all of your income either through your W-2 or the K-1 that passes through the rest of the income, um, profit or loss, to your tax return. That sounds a bit confusing, but... The real kind of distinction to be made is that you do have a separate tax return, but it's not self-employed. You're now an employee of your business. The business has a return that's passing through you, and then you have your own individual tax return. Um, so there are some pros and cons on both sides. Obviously, you have some more flexibility when it comes to your LLC because it doesn't have its own return and is still yours. Um, you don't have as many administrative items that you have to take care of, and you don't have to pay yourself when it comes to payroll. You can either pay yourself or not, and even when you're ready to pay yourself, it doesn't have to be necessarily a formal agreement. But an S-Corp is good for, say, legacy purposes. So one of the things to keep in mind is that an LLC dies with you. Um, if you have set up an LLC and something happens to you, that LLC is null and void. With an S-Corp, you can carry that forward. So if you wanted your spouse or your child or somebody else to take over the business for you, that could move forward onto somebody else. One of the other 
kind of pros of having the S Corp is that you don't have to pay self-employment tax because remember, you are a W-2 employee. One of the other pros of having an S-Corp is that you are not subject to self-employment tax. So remember, because you're a W-2 employee, you're getting payroll taxes taken out of your check to work for the company. Um, You are going to have Social Security and Medicare taken out the employee-only side, and the employer side is going to be claimed by the S-Corp. So this is one reason that some people prefer to have an S-Corp versus an LLC, because if they're going to pay themselves anyway, they can reduce the amount of self-employment tax that they are subject to. So to recap, we gave some instructions about how you create an LLC. Remember that the rules differ by state, so make sure you go to your own Secretary of State or related office to make sure that you're following the proper guidance in order to create your LLC. Also, I always advise that you find a lawyer, somebody that you can talk to to give you really specific localized information about how to set one up in your local area. We also talked about the taxability of an LLC in its different business forms. Um, Make sure that you have a good sense of which one you think that you'll be interested in, specifically when it comes to the LLC versus the S-Corp, because those are not elections that you can make year-round. There is a deadline by which you have to elect to be treated as an S-Corp and a deadline by which you have to elect to dissolve that S-Corp and be treated as an LLC. So you want to make sure that you're making a decision that works for you for at least the calendar year so that you're not caught in something that you want to change faster than you're able to put that change into practice. The last thing is to take some time to get cozy with your Schedule C. Um, When you're a self-employed individual, your Schedule C is kind of where all of the other things that you've been doing throughout the year end up. In terms of your profit and loss statement, that is how your profit and loss statement gets translated to your tax returns. You want to make sure that you're comfortable with it, that you know where your income and expenses are showing up for your LLC, and understanding how they end up being taxed to you later on. Thank you for listening. If you want to find out more about Little Fish Accounting, please head to littlefishaccounting.com or check us out on Instagram at littlefishaccounting. A public service announcement from Little Fish Accounting. I am a certified public accountant, but not necessarily your accountant. For details on your specific situation, please contact us to become a client or an accountant in your area to give you specific advice on your needs. You can find this and all upcoming episodes on Spotify, iTunes, or SoundCloud. Switch and board.